But can't you start slow um, and it not be like a hey bro type situation? It's always hey bro. <laughs> Every time. I'm, I'm just a man. I don't know. I'm the homeboy. I have no idea. No! I just think that you're doing that to protect yourself. It's like you're you're wanting the thing, but at the same time, you're protecting yourself I'm from so getting the scary. thing. Because you're so scared. Scary. But we're all scared, though, to be perfect. I'm scary honest. when it's somebody I'm like, ooh, I really like, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I think I would be mad awkward. Like, if I if I was out and Yaya was out, I would be so manly. It would be so <laughs> unattractive. But then how do they not get their vibes crossed? Like, okay, she's just like trying to be my homegirl type shit. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to like, I don't know how to like walk Activate. the line without actually handing you over my vagina. So it's like, <laughs> where's the line, bro? To another episode of Exo Nicole's Happy Hour Podcast. This is your co-host, Amber Woods. And your other co-host, Sheridan Chanel. And on today's episode, we have a special guest host. You guys. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> so, <laughs> so we asked our listeners today to leave us a couple of voice notes about what they have on their mind and to pull up to the bar with us to have a few drinks and to just chop it up over happy hour. But first... Let's pregame. How are the holidays, Sharon? How are you surviving the holidays? Holidays are mad weird this year. Pandemic yeah. style. Yeah, um, holidays, pandemic style. I mean, it's pretty much the same, honestly, because typically I spend the holidays with my mom and my sister. One of my sisters was missing because she interacts with people a lot, so she didn't really feel comfortable being in the space with us. Um, that makes sense. So that was sad. But, you know, <laughs> I still had some food. So that was cool. And I got to, like, hang out with my mom and kind of, you know, unplug from work. So that was good. Um, macaroni versus dressing. What's up? Macaroni. <laughs> macaroni. What do you think? I don't know. What? How is this a competition know, at all? I know. I know. <laughs> like, I know. But, like, my aunt be going ham on the dressing, the, bro. That's like, very uncommon, though. She goes ham on the macaroni and the dressing. And I'd be like, I need to, I need a smooth mixture with a little greens juice to mm, add. I do add love greens juice with mac and cheese. Flavor in there. I so, do love greens juice. We had a mini, um, little holiday, too. We just mm-hmm. did, like, a little small. Everybody had to socially distance, though. Like, we literally could not sit next to each other mm-hmm. so we sat outside on the porch oh that's nice um that's but nice she has touch. a fairly large porch and the food was good like i was happy because i mean you know i was hungry so you know <laughs> but i've been like noticing a lot of people travel for thanksgiving yeah this is, this is the holiday they travel for yeah meaning like not necessarily to see other family but to go on vacation mm-hmm. and so it really got me thinking about starting tradition with my son Oh, that would be nice. I know. So I need what to. What would y'all do? I don't know. Like I was thinking about probably going to the beach or something like mm-hmm. that, but you know, out of the country. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, you can know, I be your <laughs> son? You know, <laughs> with his little bougie butt. So, um, but yeah, I was just thinking about that would be something I want to do, and then whenever I get a partner, I will want to want us to have thanksgiving just our unit and then we can do christmas however because you know most of the time the grandparents are there to see the kids they ain't coming Mm -hmm. to see you Mm -hmm. so 
But I read a cute little article about that too. Um, this one girl, uh, Shanicia, um, from Boswell. Yes. Mm-hmm. From what, what's her, what's her mom's Mom, that blog or something like mom's, that? Mom's, I think it is that mom's who blog. Um, let's get it right though. Hold let's on. Let's get it right. <laughs> you look that up. But while you're looking that up, she did a really dope post on Facebook about, um, her kids usually don't spend Thanksgiving with her or her mm-hmm. daughter doesn't spend Thanksgiving with her. And mm-hmm. so she found another friend who's also, her children also don't spend Thanksgiving with her either. Mm-hmm. And so they take a, a two week vacation every year. And I was like, y'all better live. Right. Here. You better live. Ugh. She was like, I could be at home being sad or I could be out living my best life. I was like, I love that. Can I oh, come? My God. Shout out to Shanicia on that Shanicia, one. Shanicia, a black mom's blog. A black mom's blog. <laughs> and I think her friend that was with her was Ty from Sisters of uh, Sisters of Yoga. Hmm, okay. I think that's what, yeah. So okay. anyways, did you do any Black Friday shopping? No. I did pre-Black Friday shopping. Um, <laughs> How did you feel about all the freaking ads, bro? Like, it was overwhelming. They had to recoup their business somehow. They did, but mm-hmm. I was like, yo, I got it. <laughs> like, I have a list of people I want to look at. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But I saw a tweet that was like, I don't know who needs to hear this, but 15% off is not a sale. It's <laughs> not. Like, it, that's tax. In the grand scheme and of so, things, it's not. <laughs> I mean, and I understand it's hard in this time, mm-hmm. but still, I'm like, I'm looking for a deal. deal. I'm looking for 50%. I'm looking for the deals. Give what me like, that? give me like buy one get one free. Let me get a bogo. <laughs> give me some free shipping. Do something. Some things. Yeah, yeah, a little um, something in there. I got some hit wraps from the Rap Life. Nice. And I got some dresses. The Rap Life I'm going is the to Mexico. OG. Okay. Yes. For yeah. Hey. <laughs> so, no. My husband. Loves the it. Rap Life is like the OG of like yeah of head wraps. wraps. Yeah. Real talk. Mm-hmm. Like they were like at the forefront mm-hmm. of head wraps. At least for me, I have one from them from a long time ago. Yeah. And it still is like my favorite one. Yeah. They so. hold up really, really well. And I know there are a lot of businesses that came after that, but it's just the Rap Life hit different. It hit a little it was, different. It was the first. Of the, of the pack, at least for me, years ago. So. I enjoyed a lot of the sales though. I enjoyed a lot of the businesses rolling out a lot of their new stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I know Live Well Look Good mm-hmm. has, um, their new skin line for, uh, black women. It's for mm-hmm. melanated skin. It's, um, to reverse aging mm-hmm. and all of that sort of stuff. Um, so I have some of it and I've been trying it and baby, <laughs> 2021, you're not gonna be able to tell me nothing. Okay. Nothing. My baby skin will be baby smooth and baby soft. I okay. Feel it. I feel it. So super impressed with that line. Definitely um, jump on that line. So speaking of Mexico, so you get flewed out or what? What's happening? I fly myself out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, that's just how we're set up financially. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that's a realistic goal. It is. So, um, yeah, you know, I fly myself out. How uh, do you feel about flewed out culture? <laughs> well, I mean, if he has it like that, I mean, I guess it's, it's endearing. I guess it feels like, Wow. There's it's, a validation there. I think that that's why people might call them pick me's, even though I feel like <laughs> validation is natural. Like that's a natural human desire to have your experiences and have yourself be validated. Um, but uh, whatever. Um, I have never been like officially flewed out ever. As much as I travel, I've never been flewed out. Cause you got, you got your own girl. I do. I don't know that I, 
I had the same amount of value on it that other women do. Mm-hmm. I I feel like yes, it's nice, thank you, but I don't feel like oh girl, like mm, let me get my mm, 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 together so I can go because he's flying me out. Like I'm not. What you mean? Uh, mm, 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 what's, mm, mm, mm. I don't know. I just feel like because they don't put out. It like, feels like the new Birkin bag. It, I just <laughs> for not Birkin bag budgets. My thing is, so I knew somebody, I knew somebody, a friend of a friend who got flewed out by this dude. Um, yeah, she got flewed out by this dude, like a $300 ticket from Florida to here. Round trip. Um, round trip, but he canceled her, tr- her flight because, um, they got into an argument and she kind of insulted his mom type shit. Ooh, and spicy. he wasn't feeling it. Um, but the way she phrased it wasn't necessarily like, oh, your mom's a bitch or anything. It's like, oh, did your mom raise you to act like that? It was like that. So and did she make it, it on the trip or no? She was there in his home, in his apartment. Okay. And so they got into it. They and got into it. The mother got brought into it because yes. he was acting uncouth. He was acting uncouth. And then he was like, you know what? Fuck it then. You ain't getting no flight home. Acting uncouth as in expecting something because he she got flewed out? Or is this was just a random argument? I think they just had an argument okay. because maybe he was expecting some things. Um See, that's my issue. But she wanted to sleep on the couch. And I was just like, girl, like, why am I staying in this man's house? I mean, no, I know. You I can know. if you I would know. like to. Yes. But I just feel like I just won't put myself in certain situations. Not to say that she deserves it or anything like no, that. No, no, no. But I, I don't want to put myself in a situation where you feel like you're owed something because you did something for me. And then if I don't do it or I don't fall in line with these with these actions, then all of a sudden that the, the little carrot that you're dangling gets taken away and i'm not able to get back home like so I keep hearing what? these horror what stories do you mean? i'm these... stuck in atlanta yeah <laughs> i keep hearing these horror stories and i keep hearing it from women that i feel like okay i don't have any th- problem with you flying out and you not want to put out whatever the situation may be but however you have no contingency <laughs> so my my thing is why is he only buying you the one-way ticket? You get the other ticket home when you get back. There's a lot of women that do this, and mm-hmm. I'm so confused. Why not have him cash up you the money? You buy your own ticket. They probably have a round-trip ticket in hand, but he's just like, No, no, it. no. The story I heard from the girl <laughs> was... She had a one-way ticket. Oh, I would have not went even left tried and could go. not get back home. Not mm. only could she not get back home, she couldn't afford to bring herself back home. And that's terrible, too. And I just thought, this is why you shouldn't be a part of this culture, because mm-hmm. you don't even have it. But not only that, I also heard another girl say she got in a situation. And what she learned was, call the airline, mm-hmm. put a passcode on your ticket. Ooh. That way, no one can change it but you. Mm. And I was like... The fact that you had to learn this is one thing. But secondly, <laughs> okay, tip. Thank you, sis. I like that. Okay. But, I, you know, I hear a lot of women like, you know, oh, yeah, I fly out for dates and like all this type of stuff. And I'm like, so what is the level of comfortability, comfortability that you have to have before you fly to another city with a man that you... None. They're right. trying to live their best pretty woman lives. And they're also trying to live their best Drake fantasies. That's what it is. Girls, honestly. Preach. Say that. No, I <laughs> agree. I agree. It's, it's not even like, you don't even really like this nigga. It's just the fact that you feel some type of way about the fact that you got flued out. Right. That's all. Like, you don't like him. But then you, when you touch down, you enter into, okay, now I have to, like, you perform. Know, <laughs> right. I have to avoid him, you know, for three days so mm-hmm. that we don't have sex. And I'm just like... Girl, but this is also why it's like, you know, you don't explain expectations up front because you know you're not getting that ticket. Mm-hmm. And 
I think it's, but I also think it's kind of stupid to, or naive rather, <laughs> to to act as though there is no expectation tied to certain things. I do too. You I know, definitely, most things have an expectation tied to. But them. I also think that that's why you have the conversation so that mm-hmm. you, you know, like, whatever. oh, I'm not, I'm not fucking. I'm not right. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not fucking. I mean, you I'm know? gonna come chill with you, yeah. but. Like relax. I want. I want. <laughs> I want to see where the vibe takes us. You can say that. Like I just don't understand why. Why pretend? Like oh, I'm so flirtatious. Ooh, look at my ass shots. Oh my god. And then you get there and you're just frigid as fuck because you want to do your own thing. You just want. You just wanted to get. You wanted to a free ticket. It's like a, a free meal situation. Yeah, girl. I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel dinner. about food out culture. I've heard a lot of men say like in a relationship or with a girl that they do. Love like that if they were going on a vacation together that they would definitely pay for the first vacation but there has to be some sort of investment Mm -hmm. that's there as far as into the relationship before they do stuff like that i've heard a lot of men talking about they do fly women out or whatever the situation is but the expectation is i'm I'm, we gonna we gonna kick it so what's up and then you get out here (laughs) and not do that i just don't know we're grown consenting adults and i just think it's weird to think that that's not what you guys that's not where the the frame of mind is you know what i'm saying i don't think women should be obligated to have to do it but you know what i mean like you have several conversations like what i just have several conversations about what we doing like what are we doing right like what's up i don't think women should i don't think women should have to put out to get to get airplane tickets so i want to make that clear however I think when you enter into certain agreements, it's like a contract. You need to have discussions around all things Hello. so that everyone's clear on what is actually happening. So, yeah. and make sure that y'all are on the same level as far as the relationship is concerned. But I do think it's some fuck nigga shit to cancel somebody's flight because they're not giving you no I ass. think that's whack. Let them go um, home, bro. Let them get out of here. So would you rather her lay there like a pillow princess and just endure the thing? Or do you want someone who's genuinely interested so in So speaking of that, sometimes I feel like <laughs> a lot of men's uh, experiences oh, are <laughs> like that. And they don't know that that's not normal. They don't know that that's not normal. I'm sorry. I feel like that they, I'm telling you, who, who teaches you how to have sex in real life? Uh, people who have, um, honest conversations with them. <laughs> okay. Cause I remember one of my lovers, I had to give him like honest feedback. Um, like I was like, sir, you can't be treating me like a hand here. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm a person, I'm a human being, you know, connect with me connect this is a connecting act you know 360 you know um and it kind of changed his approach you know um like sometimes a lot of times i don't think that happens normally i don't think 90 percent of the time that that happens so yeah i don't think that they mind if someone just lays there like a little just quiet (laughs) because they're like whatever i'm just gonna keep it moving it's scary. It is scary. It gives me necrophilia vibes. It gives me ill. It gives me. <laughs> <laughs> I I happened to cross this porn video uh, yesterday, and the comment section. The fact was hilarious. that you happened to cross it on your favorite <laughs> self care day is quite interesting. But okay, sure. And what? <laughs> it gave you what? <laughs> the comment section was hilarious because this guy was like, "Why is it that?" On porn sites, I see all of these videos of women, um, of men having sex with, um, th- sleeping women or <laughs> sleeping, <laughs> or their sleeping cousin or their sleeping sister. Like, come on. Like, what is this? And I was like, right. What is this? 
because sometimes I like to peruse and see what people are interested in. Um, like I've tried a lot. So like get into this thing is just not going to happen. Um, but you know, I just try to see like, what's the appeal here? I mean, it's there. It's informational. Um, I can't, I was literally like, yeah, but this is, <laughs> these are people's fantasies. Like I don't get the whole, Oh, of this, being asleep, this hot teenage, teenage. Oh, I, get, I understand that because people like men are weird and gross. But this is right <laughs> again. Oh, yeah. Men are weird and gross. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out. Anyway. To their, um, their low, like their pedophilia, but not pedophilia side. I like, think it's traveling. <laughs> 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 it's like it's like it's like walking on that very thin line between um this is a child but no because she's like 17 she's 18 but they purposely cast women that are like very petite framed and very young, young looking, looking yes um to appeal to those those desires i guess in the whole schoolgirl uniform thing and just uh, it's like okay, okay guys okay. okay (laughs) all right guys so you ready to move into happy hour and and bring on our special guest our lovely audience who supports and listens to us the crew yes the crew loving the crew oh i can't wait till they join us at the table so let's bring them on let's move over into happy hour you ready i'm ready So let's go ahead and welcome on. Well, first of all, let's just say this. Thank you to all the callers who leave us voicemails. This yeah. section, <laughs> this section is going to be a, a lot of you guys' calls or a couple calls that we picked up um, and that we heard that you guys left and, and just some like a mixture. It's like going to be a mixed bag of questions, <laughs> <laughs> but we appreciate um, you guys calling. Some of the questions will have come from last year because we did have a lot of calls come in last year, but as you know, we had a, a shortened season last year. So we got back around to those. So you, if you hear yourself and you know, you left it last year, we're getting to it this year. Sorry. Yeah, um, Either way, we definitely want to keep encouraging you guys to keep leaving us voice notes, keep sending us emails, keep starting conversations on the, um, on the IG pages and, and let us know what you really want to talk about. You can even jump in our DMs on the IG pages so that we know like, Hey, why don't y'all talk about this or talk about that? Or do you have any advice for this? We want to really help you guys and we really want to talk to you guys, um, and know what's going on in your lives. So anyways, all right, Sheridan, are you ready for our first caller? And our first question. Yes. Bring them out. Bring them out. <laughs> Hi, ladies. My name is Jerrion Sarai. Oh, I want to first congratulate you ladies on your podcast. I love the topics that you have discussed so far. I can be found on Instagram at Jerrion Sarai. <laughs> I wanted to come in and piggyback off your most recent podcast speaking on credit and finances. I just recently realized that my credit score has gone up on Credit Karma, but my FICO score, which I discovered through my bank, Wells Fargo, is significantly lower. So it has me questioning Credit Karma's validity and scoring. I know your FICO score is used for when you want to make major purchases for like a home or a car. And FICO scoring, they use their own algorithm when 
trying to figure out your credit score, which is a dated algorithm versus what Credit Karma uses. So I'm just wondering, is Credit Karma valid? And when wanting to make purchases or get loans, which score are lenders looking at? I just want to know, have you ladies ever wondered about this or had any information that you could share? Because it is something to really think about. Um, Your Credit Karma score versus your FICO score. Thank you, ladies, so much. Okay, I've never bought a car or anything and somebody been like, oh, let me go look at your Credit Karma score. (laughs) Never. Um, I think Credit Karma is a tool to help you monitor your credit. Um, I think that they do a lot of things that are correct. And I do think they do a lot of things to keep you motivated because if you watch your... I don't know, your experience score, your transunion score or something of that nature. It can really make you feel down because that score don't be moving, bro. And you be doing the most. And you're like, why did it only go up two points? So Credit Karma is designed to keep you motivated and keep you moving and also give you some options. I do think it's a great tool. However, it is just that a tool. What you need to be looking at is your, you need to pull your credit score once a year. You need to be disputing things that are on your credit score. You need to be doing all of those sorts of things. Your FICO score, you also need to be paying attention to that as well. You can do that through your bank. I have Wells Fargo and they report on my score like every month or something and I can check it without it being a ding on my, uh, on my score. So. You're not going to go buy a house and the lender isn't going to be like, let me see your credit karma. It's not going to happen. They're going to look at your FICO score. They're going to look at your credit score. They're going to look at how many sa- how much savings you have, what what your bank account is looking like, you know, how you're spending money, that sort of thing. Um, one tool I will suggest is the Experian tool because it allows you to add your utility bills onto your credit score. And every time you pay and you keep it up, it does boost your credit score up, at least for experience um it boosts it boosts it way up um but again as jerry was saying it is a different algorithm and they look at they're looking at things very differently um i noticed like my credit uh my experience score would be so much lower than everything else and i'd be looking like damn like what's up (laughs) like you out here trying to make a girl look bad bro like what you doing so um, it's just a tool to just keep your eye on. I don't think you, you just need to use it for the suggestions that it does give you, gives you great options for credit cards, gives you great options for closing accounts, those sorts of things. That's what you need to use it for. Elsewise, stick with pulling your actual credit score free once a year and looking at your FICO score if you're going to be making a giant purchase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You I mean, I don't have nothing to add. I mean, I'm like what she was saying sound like foreign language to me personally. Um, you know, I just how my credit score is, I just feel like it is what it is right now, you know. Um <laughs> I mean that's how I feel and when I'm ready to, you know, um get serious about making certain purchases like a home five or seven years from now, I think I would care more about it. But right now I'm just kinda like mm. Honestly, uh like if a little bit of discipline for about six months, six months a year, and you can jump your credit score a hundred, two hundred points. Um that. It's really not, it sounds scary. It really does, but you can, you can make up the difference over time. Um, you just need to watch, you know, how many accounts you have open, how many are closing, you know, what if you have a credit card, 
what, how are, are you maxing it out? Are you making your payments on time? Mm-hmm. Those sorts of things will help. Are you paying the bill ahead of time? Are you paying it off all the way? There's a lot of little different things that you can do. Just disciplined things for six to 12 months. You can change your whole score. So, but it's super important to keep your eyes like watching your identity. You know what I mean? Like people come and steal your damn identity. <laughs> and next thing you know, you got creditors and bills and all types of shit. You didn't know where it came from. So you should definitely. I got my identity stolen one time. What happened? Uh, Like they were trying to pass off taxes as mine. Wait, what? <laughs> they were. They stole my identity. So now I have to use a personal identification number. Um, Because, yeah, they, they filed taxes as me. Wow. Um, but they spelled my name wrong, but ah. it still was like my social security number Come on, somehow. Come with your parents uh, and I was like, giving Whoa. that little extra in there. I did not like that. Listen. It's um, okay, though. I survived. I was having a conversation with a friend, and I'll just share this quick story, and then we can move on to the next question. But she was talking about setting her kids up for the best financial success as possible. Mm-hmm. And what she did was that she got like a low credit card, a credit card with a um, with a small um, limit on it, mm-hmm. and she put her daughter on it when she was twelve. Oh, that's smart. And so by the time her daughter graduated at 18, she had like a 780 credit credit. score. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So now her daughter can do what she needs to do as opposed to your kid coming out at 18 and they don't have it starting at zero. Mm -hmm. So that's for the parents out there who can, um, you add your, your, your kid as an authorized user. Um, and you keep up with that credit card and you just make sure that everything's, you know, stable with that. Never close that account. And, um, you can help your kids out and set them up for success. So hey. that's a little tip from me. All right. You ready for question number two? Yeah. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> hey, ladies. Um, my name is Renell and I'm from New York and I just wanted to, um, I don't think you all have touched on this topic yet, but I wanted to include about um i don't know your experiences or the experiences of friends in regards to toxic parents and when i mean toxic i mean like abusive and just (laughs) disrespectful um just anything that you can think of um because i feel like i've gotten to a point in my life where i don't i don't like i got into a really bad argument with a parent a couple of days ago and it just caused me to, you know, I thought I dealt with everything. You know, I, like I knew everything that happened was bad. Everything that happened throughout life with this parent was bad. But it wasn't until I realized how ugly she was to me a couple of days ago that I'm just like, this has never been okay. And, you know, people like to say that, oh, that's your parent and you should love them and, you know, work it out. But I feel like a lot of people put the strain on the adult children just because we're adults because if I was seven years old and this was happening I would be removed from you know my home so I just you know just to talk about the overall idea of toxic parenting why our parents are the way that they are sometimes and if it's okay well not if it's okay because you know (laughs) I'm gonna do it regardless but if how normal it is for people to separate themselves from their parents. Hmm. Wow. That was very heartbreaking to hear. Um, I think it's very normal to separate from your parents, especially if they're not serving you. That relationship is taking 
something away from you. It's not adding any value to your life. I think it should be approached like any relationship should be approached if that's the case. Um, I do think it's difficult though, because of course that's your flesh and blood you come from them, especially your mom. And I think that kind of leaves this big open wound there um, where you feel like you don't have your mom and there's a lot of reparenting your inner child that you have to do and nurturing your inner child because you didn't get that as a child. Um, but I think the best, absolute best thing to do is to just, yeah, separate. Separate, sis, because <laughs> um, because boundaries. I actually know, yes, boundary setting. I actually know someone who has had a very toxic parent. It's her father, though. But um, she just had to come to the realization that, you know, this person's never going to change. So I'm just going to have to change the circumstances and not deal with this person ever. <laughs> That's just what it is. Um and it's it's sad to think about because you don't want the person that was put here on this planet that's supposed to mold and shape you and grow and nurture you to be that person that adds that toxicity or that poison to your life. But if you find that they are, absolutely separate yourself from them. Um, it welcomes other people and other energies into your world that you do need. Um, so, yeah, I think it's it's perfectly normal, especially in our society, in our culture. We're not really super engrossed in the familial structure like that um because i think when i look at other cultures in the world for example they really they don't care like what what their parent has done to them what their parent has said to them the thought of the nuclear family is starting to be bullshit oh it is um at least here especially um but i think that parents are regarded differently in different cultures and the way that the child is supposed to take care of the parent is not really something that's a thing in American culture. Definitely. And I think that has a lot to do with capitalism. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, I mean, you have the freedom to liberate yourself, in a sense, um, from that relationship if it is draining you. So I think you're doing the right thing, sis. And good luck. Yeah, I definitely think uh, with your parents, there comes a point in time when you realize, like, when you're not a kid anymore and you realize your mom is now Sharon, you know, and like (laughs) Sharon was a person before she became a mom and a lot of her toxic shit is still here and she never healed it. And so that's why it's coming at you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes as parents, um, we don't always do a good job of recognizing like what we're doing. I mean, I try to be as conscious as I can with my own son, but if your parent hasn't done their work, they're not going to be able to be, they, they could be a good parent to you up until a point. And then after that, you got to move on and just go ahead and do your work. So I agree with Sheridan on everything that she said. And I definitely agree. Like if you need to separate yourself, separate yourself. Another mother figure or father figure will find their way into your life at some point. Mm-hmm. So, all right. All right. Okay. We're doing good, girl. We're giving out this advice. Look at us. I'm so proud. I feel like Raven Simone. <laughs> when she know. was laughing while she was eating that sandwich. Because, my God, that is my favorite meme. It's my favorite meme, too. Oh. I just think her laugh sounds so pure and just animalistic. But at the same time, It was so appropriate boisterous. and accurate <laughs> for many situations. Bravo, Raven, for that. All right. So, all right. Let's go to caller number three. Hey, hey, ladies. This is your girl calling you from outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. And I've been listening to your podcast. I love your energy. I love you, too. And I have a question for you. With all that we've had going on (laughs) with this uh, most recent presidential tenure um, and everything that's going on in the country, a friend of mine and I were having a conversation. She's a mom of four. She has four girls. 
And one of her daughters came home one day. She's three years old. And she says to her, brown is bad. (laughs) So apparently one of her little friends at daycare told her that brown is bad and white is good. So my friend and I, we talked about this. And one of the biggest questions we had was, when is it too early to have a discussion with your children about racism, about color, um, and how to navigate that? So I'd love to hear your thoughts. I um, hope you guys are doing well. Take care. And it's almost Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving. Oh, thanks. Okay. Yeah, um, Amber, take it. Take it, Amber. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so for me, it's never too early for when they can understand things. Because they start asking questions before, you know, and you need to pay attention to what they're asking. They start asking questions, and sometimes you may not even be paying attention that they're asking questions. Um, I think. When my son was in first grade, uh, the teacher, there was some assignment that they were doing to identify different groups and different demographics and whatever the situation is. And she was like, Oh, you know, raise your hand if you're, uh, if, if you come from a black family, if you're a black student, a black person, whatever. And my son did not raise his hand. So they asked, you know, to raise your hand if you're a white person or whatever. And my son raised his hand. Oh. And his teacher pulled me aside and she said, hey, so we did this exercise. This is what it looked like. I just want you to know, you know, what's going on. I don't know if you want to have a conversation. I don't want to confuse him, whatever. So my son's reasoning was, well, my skin is actually white. The the actual color of my skin is white. I'm not, I, it's not. And I was like, okay, <laughs> we don't mean technically, okay? <laughs> we mean like, you know, and this is when I realized, oh, since you didn't have this conversation with him, you just assumed he knew he was black. Like, you know, so, because mm-hmm. everyone around him is black. Mm-hmm. Um, And we're not all of this very light shade at what you see me at, but we are very, uh, um, various different colors. Mm-hmm. But something unique about our family is a lot of um, my family members have married white people. So we have mm-hmm. a mix. So I think it's important to start having those conversations very, very, very early on and helping them to understand what things might be normal because the school is going to do it. They, they, when they get in school, when they get around other students, it's going to happen. So I say prepare your child before they go into school to understand who they are, not necessarily, oh, white people are bad, as we see our white counterparts doing with their children. We instead, do more of, hey, we're we're African-American. This is what our heritage looks like. Or we're African. This is what our heritage looks like. We're Caribbean. This is what our heritage looks like. We're Korean. This is what our heritage looks like. So that they understand. So that when someone says something like that to them, they either can back it up or it can, it cannot hit them so bad and they understand like, but I come from this really great family and all of these other people in my classroom are just like me as well. So you can say what you want, but you know, whatever. And kids process and they understand a lot more than you think they do. So I say have it as early as possible. I say definitely have it before they go into school because I'm telling you, it comes right away, especially when they're starting to draw people with crayons and we already know <laughs> the crayons are not the correct colors. Okay. They don't have flesh tone. All right. <laughs> so, um, well, they have flesh tone, but it's pink. So you want to have that conversation pretty early on. I, I feel that's what I do with my child. Um, and I just, you know, but he's also in very black spaces too. Mm-hmm. Daycare is black. School is mostly black. His doctor is black. His dentist is black. You know, like that was very intentional by me. And it was very intentional by my mom when I was growing up. Cause I just wanted him to see black people. Um, and in, in Atlanta, it's easy for us to do 
that sort of thing. So that's my advice for that. Do you want to say anything about that? <laughs> what was your first experience knowing that you were a black? Oh, um, do you remember how old you were? I was young. I mean, ooh. Oh, okay. It was in elementary school. And I thought that I used to watch soaps with my mom. And I thought that when I grew up, I was going to turn into the white lady on the TV. Okay. Like, I thought that black was like my initial form. And then like my final form was going to be this white woman with blonde hair. And I thought that's this how is that important. worked. <laughs> this is so important. I just thought that's how that worked. I don't know why I didn't connect. It's like, oh, my mom is clearly not. She didn't turn into young and the restless girl. So why why do I think I would turn into young and the restless girl? But that's just what I saw. So I just kind of thought, I don't know. I just, it was stupid. But I just. No, I, just I, I thought I was yellow. I told people I was yellow for a very long time <laughs> because that was the color that matched my skin color. Mm-hmm. And that's how I drew myself with a yellow crayon. Yeah. I was yellow. Well, moving forward, and when I do have kids, I think that would be a huge part of the identity that I'm shaping with them, for sure. Um, in the initial stages, from doll babies on a on a you know a just the representation. representation. Mm-hmm. Come on, because I like what you had to say about the doctors and everything like that. Like, I think that would be something. If I'm not living somewhere else, I think that would be what I'd be intentional about doing too. I think even if you let's say you 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 all move to Mexico and things happen there, whatever the situation is. There's still beauty in that culture mm-hmm. that'll be understood. Mm-hmm. And, and whiteness isn't the default there. Correct. Um, so and I think that they're very prideful in mm-hmm. what they have because they're a more homogenous society. Mm-hmm. So I think you I think it uh, I think it'd be a great experience. I mean, look at Lupita. Oh yeah. Lupita's Lupita, Mexican. Lupita, Lupita, yeah. She's Mexican by nationality, mm-hmm. but African. And she speaks Spanish beautifully. Right. Mm-hmm. By ethnicity. So, um, mm-hmm. I think I said that right. Okay. All right. Let's move on to question number four. Hi, it's Morgan. And I just wanted to know how are you guys just handling this holiday season with COVID-19? I'm having a pretty hard time um so i just wanted to hear from you guys thanks Ooh, ooh. (laughs) when you when you asked that um i immediately thought of you know just how lonely i feel in fact i had to talk to my partner yesterday and i was just like bruh i'm about to move to mexico like forever like seriously because i just feel and it's a sense of emptiness here and a sense of longing here that I don't feel like I associate with myself quite often. And I think maybe that has to do with not really seeing people or interacting with people or loved ones as much as I ordinarily would. Um, yeah, so that's even, not your that's not your baseline. What? Not interacting. Not interacting. What? what do you mean? Like what you just said. You're not normally seeing people. That's not baseline. That's that's post COVID. Yeah, post COVID, okay. y'all. Post COVID, because yeah, it's it's a hot ass mess. Like my mental health be all over the place. I just be like struggling with life. Like last week, I was struggling like a motherfucker. Okay, and I was struggling today as well. Um, just Have because, you, are you seeing a therapist, girl? I ain't got money for a therapist right now, girl. I promise, girl. You. <laughs> I promise you, girl. Open you. Path Collective, thirty dollars. Th- 
per Girl, visit. I don't know if I have thirty dollars. Per visit. <laughs> I don't know if I have thirty dollars. I'm gonna have to I'm move some things around. Maybe I can find thirty dollars. And now I mean you got benefits now. Have you checked your insurance to make and sure see, I need to check that. Okay. Yeah. All right, okay, um, fair enough. Because you know enough. in January, you know, a lot of things gonna reset, you know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna get these appointments on day. Yeah, a but... lot of them definitely <laughs> but... take insurance and they like that insurance too. Because right. they know they're gonna get paid. You feel okay, well, I'm gonna look into that because yeah, I might need that because you know, I was literally having some dark suicidal thoughts but so suicidal for real or are you just, yes like yeah, mm-hmm, for real mm-hmm. i was like lord mm-hmm. lord i think a lot of people are dealing with this. that and sad with also a sad too yeah i think that's what it is too like mm-hmm. especially when it first like the daylight savings time yeah. first occurred i think I that drug like, everyone to hell real quick what is this year what mm-hmm. is 2020 <laughs> i'm just still thinking like damn like it's almost 2021, bro. What happened? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I think, so, well, what did you do to pull yourself out of that? Um, you know, I'm just an emotional person. So I just allowed the myself to feel the wash feel. over. Yeah. And, um, but at the same time, I don't know. It's difficult because I used to use family time as a way to kind of reset. Um, and now I can't really do that as much as I would like to. Like, even when I was at my mom's house, I had my mask on the entire time and I was just like, yeah. I wish that we could see each other's smiles and, you know, yeah. that's cool. And yeah. I haven't seen my daddy. <laughs> oh, okay. So I was wondering, like, what's up with your dad? Because I know y'all talk all of the time. So allegedly, he's supposed to be visiting me this week. But I feel like I have mixed feelings about it. Why? Because I'm like, bruh, like, my dad just acts like he's above sickness and ailments. And I'm just like, <sighs> I wouldn't be able to live with myself if something happened to you while you were here. Listen, my dad stay strapped with a mask, bro. He don't care who you are. He 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 will sit in our house all day long with a mask on. Do not care. I hope that's how my dad is because I'm nervous. But you know, yeah, I'm I'm not handling it super well. But you know, I'll make it through. You know, I definitely think what I'm having you? like the ups and downs, like mm-hmm. for real, for real. Um, not suicidal, but very much feeling like. I just want to crawl inside of myself and I just want to like sleep and lay around like all day mm-hmm. long to the point of like, I don't want to get up to get my son up to go to school. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just want to feel sad for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and those, they come and they go. So they don't stay for very long, but definitely when the time changed and then seasonal affective and I was just like, Ooh, chow, wait, <laughs> like, I don't appreciate the schedule that son was like, I'm not coming out Sun until I feel like it. So, you know, um, I'm definitely, I'm just trying to, I'm project oriented. And so like I'm doing projects that are not difficult mm-hmm. i'm doing things that are fun mm-hmm. or i'm reading books and that sort of thing to just try to connect to something mm-hmm. um or i'm watching like good tv mm-hmm. because i i like it keeps my mind moving mm-hmm. so that i'm not stopping and thinking so i'm just kind of moving but i also recently um started going back to my therapist mm-hmm. which has been so good oh my god like we took a long break, but like the last session I got in with her, sis got me moving. I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> um, so I told her, I was like, I think I'm going to start coming back like once a month. And she was like, fine. She's like, I'll grandfather you in at your price that you are at your, um, payment that you were coming in at, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I needed that. And I've been doing a lot of work connecting with my ancestors and Mm -hmm. i know that's like a taboo thing but i think that that's a a important thing for people especially people of color Mm -hmm. and that has been so helpful to me um and just like 
talking to like my grandma or whatever and have a little altar set up to her and I like candles and all these sorts of things. Um, and I found all the handwritten letters she ever wrote me. So they're on the altar as well. And just like really focusing on like trying to get in alignment with some things or whatever. But sometimes the things come. Mm-hmm. and like I just have to cry it out and act crazy mm-hmm. and I just have to lay and sleep all day and do no work whatsoever mm-hmm. and I just tell people like I can't show up today like right. I'm just not gonna do it I don't have it I wish I did but I don't so it's just more of a moving through than trying to prevent anything for me same sis same (laughs) yes but there's a there's a way out there's a way around there's a way over but if you are struggling please reach out to a friend a family member or if you are having suicidal thoughts please call the suicide hotlines they are trained and they have conversation and they can help you and it is it's a lot easier to talk with them sometimes because they understand because they've Mm -hmm. been where you're at so um, also, if you all are looking for a therapist, psychologytoday.com is a great resource to find a therapist. Um, you can see what they specialize in. You can see um, if they take insurance, what type of insurance. If you are worried about a payment, um, definitely look into Open Path Collective. They um, do a sliding scale. So um, you can find a therapist within your um within your budget and just always remember to therapy is literally once or twice a, a month. It's not every day. Oh yes. <laughs> Unless you need it. But uh, you I, I don't so prices and I was like, hell it's no. once or twice a month. It's, it's, it, it is an investment into your mind. So just keep it, keep that where you need to keep that. Hell no. So but I'll do it. Yes. I want to, Ooh, so that, okay. What I want to update. Was, Okay, kids, let's move on to some other things. Next caller, please. Hi, ladies. I have a question. If you had to live somewhere other than Atlanta, where would you live? Okay, so I would love to live in France or Iceland. But we need the bullet points on why. (laughs) Why? I understand France, Iceland. So France, um... You know, Paris, duh. <laughs> even I mean, though even the bed bugs and whatnot, you know, I've read about those situations and whatnot, but I loved how I felt in Paris. I don't know. Oh, I did too. It's feelings. It's feelings for me. Paris, That's Paris how I is truly romance. It I is. don't even know what. I'm like, what is this? Everything how does like this love. exist in the world? Right. <laughs> like, so, um, it's just magical. I just feel like I would just be, you know, even I don't care my magic would be more even more exaggerated just by being there. But anyway, Paris truly does feel like berets and beignets. And And life feels slow and easy and people are just taking their time. They're just living their life. I was just like, man. So you've never gotten cussed out by a French person because I definitely... What happened was I did get run into by a French person, but the rest of them were pretty sweet to me. Yeah. Bon nuit. You know. Merci beaucoup. Anyway. (laughs) Um, So Iceland, um, it just feels, again, it just feels like a storybook I've never been yet but if like looking at it it's some of the beautiful. things that I've seen just feels almost like alien-esque almost just the landscapes itself mm-hmm. it's, it's gorgeous it's gorgeous the only thing I wouldn't like is the weather I think and the lack of black people oh yeah um it's not a lot of blacks on but <laughs> realistically though I, I would love to live in Mexico yeah I think that that's 
We know where why. we're headed. We know. Uh, we know why, though, right? Yay! Because geo arbitrage is a thing, and I would like to pay down my debt. Okay. And, and explain geo arbitrage, just in case for our people who don't understand. So geo arbitrage is like the act of going to a place that has a, a lower cost of living than the place that you are currently, and you'll be making the same amount of money that you did at that other place that you're coming from make us dollars spend mexican pesos exactly so therefore you're able to you know save more invest more and you're also able to pay down whatever debts you need to pay down because essentially you cut your cost of living in half that is definitely a big thing for expats when they move overseas Mm -hmm. and i think that that is something people should definitely consider especially when you're talking about hopping a two to three hour flight like what is that you know come on now it's simple so that's what i'm gonna do (laughs) because i I have some debts um so student loans i um thank you well they might be getting wiped out so that might girl like ten thousand dollars okay which is something that's ten thousand more than i than i want to pay so shoot i don't know we're gonna see if you can get that approved you know how they do you know how they do we'll see we'll see what happens uh we'll see what happens we'll see what happens let's just say that um i don't want to take that to live um amber um, it is a toss up between Jamaica and New Zealand. Ooh, Jamaica. Um, Jamaica, I love and I go to Jamaica every year mm-hmm. and I know I do not do Negril or, um, Mobe or Ocherios. I don't okay. do any of those. Just like, um, I ain't with the common folks. That part. The travelers. That part. <laughs> I, I very much so enjoy Kingston. I know how people feel about it, but I, I very much enjoy it. I also enjoy um, Port Antonio. It's my favorite. Like, it just feels slow. It feels laid back. You know, for people who are from Jamaica, when I tell them about Port Antonio, they're like, oh, that's like the country. I'm like, I don't know what country you got, out, but okay. But every time I go, it's the same people there. They're always very welcoming. I mean, like, as soon as we get into the city and go to the city center, they already know we're there. And they're already like, oh, hey, what's up? What's up? You came back. You know, that kind of thing. It's a, it's a very much, I can walk around there without my shoes on anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like I can walk down the street. Like everybody who lives on the hill is friends with each other. Um, and then I'm like at this very picturesque, untouched side of Jamaica that I just, I just love. Um, and it's great food and everybody just, it just feels like, home mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. new zealand new zealand has what you're looking for in iceland minus the weather Ooh, new zealand is definitely jurassic park like new zealand is beautiful it's mm-hmm. insanely beautiful i love that they have a woman in in leadership there mm-hmm. i love what they do as a community there um not a lot of black people but there are definitely black people that do live there and it's not a far hop from like bali or um Australia. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just definitely think I've always thought of it that way. The only thing that worries me about New Zealand is the earthquakes. It's on the Pacific Rim, oh, I think. Or the, the Rim of Fire, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. So, um, but outside of that, I think it's truly, truly beautiful. Um, um, notable mention to Bali and, um, Malaysia, Singapore. Um, and I don't know where else, like, there's probably some places in South America, but, um, but yeah, that's, that, that's, that's where I'd like to Aww. go. Awesome. We'll be living there. When you go, when you move to Mexico, I'm I already need 
your man to let understand I need my own room. I need my own drawer. <laughs> need my own things, sir. Thank you. I can move around. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. That works. Okay. All right. So next caller. This is Taylor. And my question is, what is the one piece of advice you would give someone looking to start their own podcast? And this can be answered by all of you, can be answered by one of you. I'm sure you all have um, different pieces of advice and different experiences to kind of pull from. So that would be great to hear how each of you would answer this question. I love the directions that she gave. Um, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know what to say? I mean, I just, I think it's like anything that's creative, any creative endeavor. I think it's just important to just do it. Um, you'll figure out the rest of the stuff later. Um, because that's what we're doing. <laughs> we're just yeah, kinda, pretty much. It's just, it's just a wing session, you know? Um, oh, we're so glad that y'all are along for the ride because hello. y'all give us so much to go on. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. We need it. Okay. Absolutely. Um, cause I think, you know, I think when you try to over plan things or you try to overcomplicate things by, you know, structuring it too much, I think you get into this overthinking category or territory rather, and you stop yourself from doing the most important aspect of the job, which is to start it. So it's just like, we could have sat here in a think tank forever, but it's like, no, nah, let's, let's, let's get Keith up here. Let's, you know, Get what was the what was the place called? The collective, what? yeah, the Black Pod Collective, <laughs> the Black Pod Collective to help us, you know, out with with getting the the bare bones mm-hmm. of the thing together first. Um, you know, yeah, that's that's all I have. <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing is the thing with podcasting is it's a it's a pretty it's a platform where anyone can talk and everyone thinks that they have something important to say. And I think opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one, but does that mean that you need to show it? I don't think so. Um, so I think that it's very, very important to niche down on something specific that you want to talk about so that you can grow your audience so that you can, um, have something that's unique. There's what 1.3 million active podcasts out there right now. There's like 2 million that are like logged and, um, people give up after the third episode. Podcast fatigue is real. Hell, we're, we're kind of going through it right now trying to get through the last. <laughs> part of the season um so you want to make sure that what you're talking about is subject matter that you can talk about that you enjoy talking about that you can make a whole show out of and not that oh i just want to talk about this right now and i can make like three episodes out of it no like you got to keep talking you got to stay on top of things you got to figure out who your audience is um and definitely, like you were saying, shout out to Black Pie Collective and uh, Pie House Media now because they definitely helped us build at least the bottom, the the foundation of what we needed. And they had all the information that we needed to get what we to get it done. Um, there are a lot of people out there that will tell you, oh, I can help you start your podcast, whatever. And they don't have no idea what the hell they're talking about. So um, podcasting is still fairly new. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot to be learned. It is a good thing to get into. It's it's a good thing to get into now because nobody truly knows what they're doing except Joe Rogan. And if you want to do <laughs> nine episodes per day and have them all drop per day, you can be a Joe Rogan if you like. Um, or you can, you know, just do your research and make sure that you understand like what's going on. Jump into some podcast groups, podcast conversations, meet other podcast hosts. Um, but definitely, um, you know, find out what it is that you're trying to talk about and, you know, just get it right. Try to get it as right as you can from the beginning as far as the production work is concerned. So 
Yeah, that's all I got. That was amazing. I could go on for days. And I'm trying not to. <laughs> like, y'all gonna have to pay me for that. Okay? That was amazing. Great. You have to hit that consultation button. I feel you. Yes. Plug. Let's shameless go. <laughs> all right. Let's go on to our next question. Good lord. Oh, shameless plug though. Shameless plug. Shameless. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not gonna do the shameless? Plug? What? Which for what? Your consultations. No. Okay. <laughs> not on. Not on this platform. Y'all know where to find me. Y'all, y'all know where to find me. Y'all know where to find me. Y'all know where to find me. All right. All right. So next question. So this is Felicia. And um, I'd like to know why Amber won't shoot her shot with Yaya abdul Masin. Is there a good way to shoot your shot without actually shooting your shot? Like setting up a situation where it is conducive to be holiday as opposed to being the one to shoot the shot. Just curious. Okay. <laughs> Here's the thing. I have a giant celebrity crush on Yaya mm-hmm. Abdul Mateen the mm-hmm. third. Um, I watch all things he is in. I have read many articles. I even read his in Men's Health that he penned himself. That was really good about mental health. Um, I just think that's a man like he is just manly to me and um i know lots of details he is a cancer which virgos and cancers we work out pretty well um he's into music he's pretty funny i just think he's handsome i don't know like i just i'm into it I post him a lot on my socials and a couple of you decided to jump in his DMs for me. And, <laughs> and yeah, and suggest that he speak to me. And I was just a little bit frightened by all of that. It gave me a lot of anxiety. However, I appreciate y'all. You always need a team. You always need a wingman. I have wingmen and women apparently. And so, yeah. So the question came up as to why on, on my social, like, why don't I shoot my shot? I'm going to be real with y'all. Like I'm not, unless I'm super confident, unless I'm super confident, like I know he ain't going to turn me down. I'm not shooting my shot. And I don't know why. Like, it's a thing I have to get over. Mm-hmm. But it's how I feel. Like, I've been rejected. And I don't like it. So, you know, and I'm just like, I just want to love Yaya from afar with his fine self. And just, I'm just like, you know, I don't want to be turned down. I want to enjoy having a crush for a while before I go out here on a limb. Now, I see him in public. Game on. <laughs> Game on. Um, but other than that, I think he's a dope dude. Like, I just think he's a really great actor. He's writes really well, which is obviously attractive to me. He's really smart. Um, he's super family oriented. So those are the things. Um, who is your celebrity crush? I don't think we've ever, who is it? I mean, I like a lot of people. I mean, well, okay. Top three. <laughs> um, B from BTS. Um, <laughs> Gael Garcia Bernal. Who's um, that? Particularly um, in his younger days. Uh, he's a Mexican actor. What is he um, in? Hold on. Give us context. Y tu mama también. Okay, so this uh, is nothing we've seen. Got it. Perfect. Amores Peros. Okay, um, maybe some of you have seen these. Maybe some of you have seen these. Um, so, who, and, so who does he look? No. Mm-mm. Who does he look like, though? Look him up. Gael. 
Girl, I hate <laughs> Garcia. Okay, let me let me burn now, out the Googles he's, real quick. He's all of 5'7", um, a beautiful angel with the most beautiful okay, green eyes. Okay, how do you eyes. spell it? G what? G-A-E-L. I would totally G-A-E-L. name my son Gael. G-A-E-L. Mm-hmm. What? Garcia. There he is. You know? Oh, he's, he's, oh, he's a very interesting, like, face. Well, no, he's a great face. His eyes yes. are like, I don't know what is, what is that color? Hazel? It's like a greenish. He, oh, I was going to say he's a Scorpio. He's not. He's a Sag. Yeah, I love him. He's, from he's an amazing actor. He's, check him out. He's oh, he's great. in Coco. Oh, yeah. He's in Coco. <laughs> I love Coco. Okay. All right. So who's your third? Um, I would say Idris. Idris mm. Elba. Now that they're all over the place. Is a man. They're all over the place. That's a man. <laughs> Got hoes all over the world, you know? That's a man. You know, that's he a is. man. And I just it is something very I love his walk. Primal. Love- yes. Yes. Um, yes. You know who else I like? Who? Um is this his oh hold on I'm gonna show you in just a second the only reason I can't get with it and the reason I can't get with um I can't get with Idris is because oh Jonathan Majors from oh yes you told me big yes. five he mm-hmm. big five mm-hmm. but I can't get with either one of them because they're both um Virgos oh you know that Virgo Virgo connection ain't it oh it's not it I don't think most I think Scorpios only work with no. I don't think that no Scorpios work with Virgos, but I'm talking about I'm talking about like same. Oh, the same. I don't know. Um, I have a a good friend who's married. She's a A Taurus, and he's a Taurus. Oh no, I don't think so. Too many personalities. Too many people. What? Too many people inside of each Hmm. one of them. No, that's horrible. It's about about 19 people in that relationship. (laughs) No. Um, but yeah, no. Um, Idris is big fine. Big fine, big fine for a long time. He's just mm-hmm. nice to look at. I love his voice. I just love like the it's soft just, smile, but not smile that's always on his face. It just a little makes bit. you feel like a woman mm-hmm. when you look at him. You're just like, mm-hmm. that is a man. Like, I don't yes. know what everyone else is doing. Yes. But that is a man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like when he was entering, breaking and entering into Taraji's home, I was conflicted. I was, I was like, break in, please. <laughs> oh no, stop. But please. I was like, girl, no. what's going on here, sis? I mean, he was a psycho, but you know, mm-hmm. we can look over that. Okay, Morris, so talk- Morris Chestnut. I just thought about that. He's so one of his nephews is my good homeboy. Let's and I met it. him in person. Is he married? He is. Oh. His wife is very beautiful. They've oh, been married okay. for about 20 something years. Oh, good for them. Um, <laughs> but he is, he's very handsome in person. He looks how he does. He looks how he does. He He's has amazing eyes. Very handsome in it's person. Just, mm. Very handsome in person. Warm. Yes, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Praise him. Okay, so let's talk about shooting your shot. Because I need tips. Because I don't know what to do. Um, I'm not a, a DM slider. What happened was, um, that's just my my prerogative, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, so I don't know how to give people tips. It's the same thing. Like, if you're out in public, like you're at the grocery store. Wouldn't you be like, wouldn't you give somebody the eye that you? Yeah, but how do you in? give it over the DM? You say, hey, how are you? No. Hey, sexy. Mm-mm. Hey, handsome. That feels mad forward. I don't think I'm just good with the digital, with the virtual. I said, I said, I told my, uh, my current partner, hey, beautiful. I had to like slide in here to tell you how much I admire your beauty. Okay. The one time I did it, I was like, hey, <laughs> like, hey, Mr. Da, 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 da. They uh-huh. were like, oh, Mr. And I was like, yeah. see, what's up? Okay. okay. <laughs> 
Okay, I had to remember do a time. Do an icebreaker. You know what I'm saying? I feel like a lot of men are not used to getting compliments, for example. They're not used to being shot at. And I think they that really, too. really like it. They yes, really they do. like. Obviously. My issue is I be thinking it's like upsetting the balance of power. I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, you're just putting the ball in his court mm-hmm. and he can decide what he wants to do with it. And mm-hmm. if you feel like you're you're doing too much or you're chasing him, like you can just decide to keep the ball there. Okay. I'd be know? wanting to win. Okay. Yeah, we can win. But I I'm saying like, I just feel like the DMs, it's just online. Like that's what it is. Like you can't really, that's aside from the poking shit on Facebook, but no one's really on Facebook like that. DMs. You can't really do that. You can like a bunch of photos, I guess. Oh, God. I, but do I we do that? that. <laughs> Ooh, I, I think that. that's what we used to do. I don't think we do that right now, currently. Oh, so no. I definitely, that definitely happened it's to me It's kind of, but how did that make you feel? Did that I just make you feel like, like, I felt it was stupid. Like, first of all, you didn't follow. But did he really approach? Need. He didn't you? approach, but it was like. See, it's, that's stupid. Now, I did look at his profile. But that's dumb. But then. I felt like you're not saying you're words not. to me. <laughs> it's one thing if I came to you. And I'm a communicator. Yeah. So, I mean, he just kind of messed up that opportunity. So I just feel like it's, I just, feel a lot of it's just kind of like, it's just kind of saying, hey, you know, hey. And they can decide what they want to do there. Okay. And you can decide if you want to even take it further because you might be dry as hell. Who knows? Oh, God, I hate that. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I know. It might just be better to look at him. I met a guy on Hinge that mm-hmm. I thought was very handsome. Mm-hmm. And he hinged me first or whatever. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> And so we're talking and the conversation was horrible. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. And I was like, the only time it got good was when we were talking about travel because he was a traveler. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I had to really like, so we had a mutual friend. I hit her up. I was like, girl, what, what's up with old boy? And she was like, oh, he's cool. You know, da, da, da. I know you had a girlfriend last year, but I know they're broken up, whatever, da, da, da. And it just was like pulling teeth. Like this man would tell me every morning he was getting ready to go to the gym. I don't care. Oh, he wants you to know that he's active. <laughs> you said it three he's or four fit. times. I can He'd look be at working you. on his fitness. I can look at his body and tell that. I don't need you to tell me, you know, this whatever. This isn't genetics, baby. This is hard work and effort. But I'm a talker too. Discipline. So, I mean, I might over talk sometimes. I might, I, sometimes I do it all the time. But, but what did that tell you though? Did I over talk? No. What did what did his message of going to the gym every day tell you? He ain't got nothing else to do. <laughs> and he ain't got nothing else to talk about. He probably thought what he was doing was, you know, showing you consistency, showing you that he has discipline in life, showing you that he takes care of himself. I need words. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like I'm, <laughs> I'm full of I need I need the mental stimulation. I need the conversation. I need you to talk to me. I need those things as well. But I feel like a lot of men are showers, are they not? <laughs> I was gonna like, say so stupid. Of, like in terms of not like that. <laughs> in terms of like, okay, like I'm showing you that I like you through my actions. Well, it depends. Know? Like, I think okay, I'm about to get Versus into some telling you. I'm about to get into some zodiac shit. But like my my ruling planet is Mercury. So mm-hmm. I like to talk. I'm a communicator. Mm-hmm. And I love when you can get deep in a conversation. This is how I get caught up with Gemini's, because mm-hmm. they can talk too. And I love when you can talk to me and you engage in the conversation and we have the conversation. It's why I love Tar. It's why I love cancers. It's why I love Scorpios Mm because they can talk. Mm -hmm. So if you cannot talk to me, I'm a person that's in my head all the time. Thinking is like my pastime. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So I want to work out ideas with you. I want to mentally spar with you. That shit turns me on. I get you need a Libra. 
No, hell no. <laughs> no. They love mental stimulation. No, I'm cool on Libras. I, I tried it. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a little too aggressive and I'm going to hurt their feelings. Nothing wrong with them, just they're not for me. No. But they love it. Yeah. So I just kind of feel like I need you to be able to talk. I need you to have conversation. I need you to be able to tell me things that are interesting about you. And I don't want to lead the conversation. And I feel like a lot of times I get in the lead and I'm like, damn, okay, I'm going to shut the fuck up. So I'll stop talking. And then I'm waiting for you to like pick up a ball somewhere and like, let's, you know, whatever. And when you don't do that, I'm just like, all right, well, I got other things to do. So, and then I just, I get uninterested very quickly. I could, I could feel that very quickly. That's how I was online dating as well. And I think people don't know how to go from the online platform to real life. I think, hmm, I think I struggle with the online part and the real life part is what kind of seals the deal for me. Because usually like people are a lot more forthcoming with details or information or you can feel the vibe and the chemistry. Right. I like the in-person part. In-person. Yeah. Because some people struggle. are not strong at that. I struggle with the online part mm-hmm. too. But that's why I hate like dudes we want to jump off the online so fast and i'm like yo i don't know if i like you yet um but what if you can get to know if you like him in person not ready <laughs> nope there's certain levels you hadn't reached yet i just need you to hit these levels I'm, I'm i'm throwing you the ball every time i'm throwing the questions out there and i'm watching how it's, you respond it's a struggle like some people don't connect that way though and you just acknowledge that like yes. you connect better in person i oh absolutely so they they might and i'm a big so. observer this is why i don't like shooting the shot in the dms this is why i told you if i see yaya in person baby it's eyes all day hmm. but hey. what if you're missing your opportunity by not shooting your shot at yaya and yaya is he can never see you he never got the so my homegirls on twitter were like because it spread from instagram to twitter mm-hmm. <laughs> they were like you gotta get in his eye line, girl. You gotta get in his eyesight, yeah. sis. And I'm like, you gotta be seen. I'm also not really good with like selling my, selling myself, quote unquote, mm-hmm. selling my image over the digitals either. I do way better in person than I do on digital. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> I'm way better. I think you're extremely personable online though. To who? To the world. Like I feel connected or maybe because I know you, but I the, feel connected. Yeah. <laughs> You know me. Your your followers feel connected as well. They think they know me. So yeah, so you are good. But at- see, that's that's a that's I'm showing you this. Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I just do better in person. Like if I saw him, I would make a way to be in his space, mm-hmm. some sort of way, mm-hmm. or whatever the situation is. Very subtly, not aggressive. Um, and then maybe have a conversation possibly if there was an opening or not, whatever. But I'm also not really good at being like super aggressive mm-hmm. like that. I'm subtle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, that's how I work. But I also like to observe. So I need to see you in your natural habitat. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you'll find somebody whose wavelength matches your wavelength. Yeah, I'm hoping it's Yaya's. So <laughs> <laughs> instead of like trying to adapt to. Well, I'm a mutable sign. So it's easy for me to so it's easy for you to adapt to shooting your shot even if you don't like it oh god and i just feel real bad yeah. i feel like it's maybe breaks. maybe all white that's breaks. not no, your thing um it's not my thing yeah and that's okay that's okay we should normalize that since we're trying to normalize you. shooting your shot we should normalize that it's not everyone it's thing. not everybody thing I and that's okay it. it's I okay suck. okay it's okay y'all <gasps> okay you know? did we have any tips on shooting the shot though I just think you should just lead with a compliment. What was in the Amber Riley uh, hey, article? Hey, how are you? That's, That's how she jumped in? in? Hey, how are you? 
Okay, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, there's an article <laughs> on the site right now. Please go read. It's Amber Riley. She actually shot her shot at her current fiance, and she just jumped in and that was she like, "She found through hey. Exo Nicole." Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Okay, give us a little, give us a little tea. Give us a little tea. So Deshaun was um actually a man crush money that we featured on IG, and really? she yeah, and she found him through us because she loves us and she follows us. Amber, we want you on the show. And <laughs> and um. She decided to follow him. And then one day she realized, oh, yeah, I'm still following this man. And she decided to slide in his DMs and be like, hey, how are you? And um, he was like, hey, beautiful. I'm good. Like, how are you? And that's how that's how it works. It don't got to be super complicated, y'all. Like, it don't. Like, it's just a matter of, okay, now I see that this person's interested. Because I think everyone has a fear of rejection. Yeah. What if he wanted to reach out but didn't know he could? Like he might have saw that the girl was following him. Like I'm sure he noticed Amber Riley followed him. Um, But he might have thought oh, maybe that's some kind of fluke or something and I don't want to talk to her, you know. But she reached out and it made it like okay, it's go time. Green light. (laughs) It's go time. (laughs) And now they're engaged. Have you seen the TikTok with the girl and she's just like, okay, I'm going to talk to this guy. I'm going to holler at this guy. I'm not going to mess it up. I'm not going to mess it up. And then she finally sees the guy. She's like, what's up, bro? That's me. Girl, why you be friend zoning yourself ahead of time, though? I don't know. I'm really good at friendship. So, mm-hmm. like, to me, it's easy for me, mm-hmm. right? And it's a safe space. Mm-hmm. Um, now, sometimes I can be like, ooh, you know, whatever. But I got to be feeling myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to hype. Like, my hair need to be done. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to be, like, in the gym. Like, you know, I'm in the gym. But I need my abs to have shown up that day. <laughs> my nails are done. And I know the outfit I have on is bussing. Uh-huh. You can't tell me no. But can't you start slow um, and it not be like a hey, bro type situation? It's always hey, bro. <laughs> Every time. I'm, I'm just a man. I don't know. I'm the homeboy. I have no idea. No. I just think that you're doing that to protect yourself. It's like you're you're wanting the thing, but at the same time, you're protecting yourself I'm from so getting the scary. thing. Because you're so scared. Scary. But we're all scared, though, to be perfect. I'm scary honest. when it's somebody I'm like, ooh, I really like, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I think I would be mad awkward. Like, if I if I was out and Yaya was out, I would be so manly. It would be so unattractive. <laughs> But then how do they not get their vibes crossed? Like, okay, she's just like trying to be my homegirl type shit. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to like, I don't know how to like walk Activate. the line without actually handing you over my vagina. So it's like, where's the line, bro? Like, where is it? So I'm just like, I have to, I have to really, I've got to, there's some internal, <laughs> there's some internal work that needs to be done because sis is out here struggling. And in 2021, it is a goal of mine to, investigate you know seriously dating because you know y'all know i've not been and work on some things in myself and tap into my divine feminine and really start trying to put myself out there because i'm 35 like you know whatever and i think now is a great time for me to have a partner i think i have a lot to offer a partner yes we bring this shit to the table yeah so we're manifesting we're calling it in 2021 it's happening. Yes, love. She's gonna you find know. her man. It's about time, Amber. Mr. Mateen. I mean, if that's what you want. Like, obviously, you don't have to be in a relationship. No, I don't have to. I'm totally okay with being single, but I have to make active decisions to want to be in a relationship or else I'm t- comfortable being single. Yeah. So I have to actively choose it. So, um, but yeah, so that's just, oof, ciao. Anyways, okay, <laughs> next question, guys. That was tough. <laughs> 
Why was it tough? It was a tuppy. No. It was a tuppy. We out here. We we gonna shoot our shots more. We're gonna know that friendship doesn't mean being a bro. You know, you can be friends with the Hi ladies, this is Gabrielle. Um, I am the Gabrielle C on Instagram by way of Tampa, Florida, but I have been living in Atlanta for the past seven years and I am so excited to leave a voicemail for you all. You guys are doing an amazing job with the podcast. So my question is, and Amber, you probably guessed I'd ask something book related, but as a fiction junkie, I'm really trying to get into some nonfiction reads that can kind of change my thought process and trajectory for 2020 ahead. So what are some titles you would suggest for those of us that are trying to really think through the self-care and um, I guess you would say different objectives for having a really, really solid year ahead? Thank you so much, ladies. And I can't wait to hear what you suggest. So obviously by the question, this was a question from last year. We just brought it back on this year, but it was so good. I don't know how we missed it. Um, I think it was good to talk about reads for the next year. And I know y'all have heard me talk about this book, but like all about love is my top choice. Like Ooh. period bell hooks did her thing. Um, she really investigates love and tries to give you definitions of how it exists in many different types of ways. And it truly saved me because I was just like, men are not capable. They're just not, they're not. And, and like a lot of the things that she said, I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, no, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm not understanding how they view things or even understanding familial relationships and that sort of stuff. All about love is one of my top choice. Uh, when breath becomes air will always be my number one or two choice books um, that are nonfiction. It's by Dr. Paul Kalamithi. It is his, um, he wrote it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about his journey after he learns he has stage four lung cancer and all of the things that he does purposefully to live the best life he can live in his last few years or whatever. And mm-hmm. I just thought, damn, like, what am I doing? It, it really, it was probably one of the first books I read that was a turning point in me wanting to leave neurophysiology mm-hmm. um, and understanding like there's more than this. I can't just keep doing this every day. Um, I'm currently reading. Uh, oh, side note, anything by Paul. Uh, wait, um, no, what is his name? Uh, Miguel Ruiz. Oh yes. Ooh. Um for yes, the four, four agreements, agreements. <laughs> um mastery of self, any of those, yes. check them out. They're quick reads and they help you like get a clear definition on, you know, what you need to align to in your life. Mm-hmm. Um currently reading Obama's book and it's 700 pages y'all. But I will say this. It's not written like other presidential texts. He's really trying to tell a story. And most of their books are usually used to teach in college. Mm -hmm. This one feels very like I'm teaching you. It feels very like my wife and kids. Like I'm teaching (laughs) you through a story. You know what I mean? And I appreciate that so, so, so much. Side note, also pick up Michelle's book, obviously, for obvious Mm -hmm. reasons. Um, Oh, I also love Elaine Welteroff's book, I Am Enough. Yeah. That was more than enough. More than enough. Mm -hmm. Um, That was a good, good, good read. I was very pleased with that book um i don't know do you have any any suggestions or anything that you might that might be on your queue i don't know what you're reading now if you've read anything recently but i have such a cute color-coded bookshelf of things that do not get read um (laughs) i want in 2021 i want to make more time for reading um reading non-work related things 
Um, Because much of my job includes reading. It's just like, I just want to play Sims. I just want to unwind and do the things. Anyway, um, as far as my books that I'd recommend, though, um, one of my favorites I read every year, cliche, cliche, The Alchemist. I was going to say that. (laughs) That's my number one. That's amazing book like whenever you need perspective you know about life destiny um your, do you just learn your something journey. different every time exactly yes okay so you know there's always things to take away from that book um it's very simple like it's a very simple read but it's impactful at the same time um also you are a badass um to remind me that i'm a badass um, yes yeah and you are a badass at making money because that really like shifted a lot of unhealthy money making mindsets mm-hmm. that I had and really helped me shift my perspective to abundance. A lot of black women abundance. swear by those books. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the shit, bro. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I was like, wow, I get it. I get it. Okay. Um, yeah, she just totally redefined how I look at money um, because, you know. Before I was like, oh, it's cool. I can make whatever. Um, and now I'm like, no, I can make all the things. I can mm-hmm. make everything that I want to make and I will. So those are my selects, I guess. Oh, side <laughs> note, uh, for my influencer girls out there, hashtag influencer by oh, Brittany yeah. Hennessy. Listen, if you want a straight to the point book, that is the Bible for influencing straight up and down. Like she just gives it right to you. No chaser. And if you don't follow the things that she says in there, I don't know why you're doing this. So um, definitely a really, really good book. I heard Gucci Man's book is really good. Oh, and it's very aesthetically pleasing. It is. Well. It's a nice I would coffee, just table. coffee table. Yes, <laughs> yes. But I heard it was actually pretty decent. So um, it is in my queue to read. Um, so yeah, I think that's all I have for any books anymore. You know I mean? Yeah, I mean that's that's really it. Oh, The Vanishing Half for for the fiction folks. Just, you know, I had to throw that one out there. All right, guys. Well, that's a wrap on this episode of Exo Nicole's Happy Hour. If you're loving what you're hearing so far, please drop us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and show us some love on our Instagram at Exo Happy Hour. Hey, and if you have something to share with us, tell us what's up and leave us a voice message on the website, exohappyhour.com for a chance to have your question featured on an upcoming episode. Thank you guys so much for leaving all your voicemails. We want to continue to hear from you guys. We also want to see your emails as well. But thank Thank you for listening as always. Check out the exonicole.com website for all other updates. Ow. Ow. <laughs>